not been able to work out in a physical way as he once had done. Because of his high-profile status as a mafia boss, he was being held at a maximum security federal prison at an undisclosed location. We'd flown there from Arizona the previous night and stayed at a hotel near the airport because there was no accommodations closer to the facility. The sun was coming up over the mountains when I roused the kids, got them ready, and hurried them into the car. Visiting hours started promptly at 8 a.m., and I knew my father would be waiting. I was excited to see him, but also worried about the kids. They didn't see anything different about going to visit their grandfather in a penitentiary. They'd been to prisons before. My brother Gerard was in prison, and so was my daughter's father, so they were used to visiting people in jail and spending the day. But this visit would be different. The facility where my father was being held now was also a maximum security prison with extremely stringent rules about contact with the outside world. The rules said that once Nicholas, Karina, my mother, and I entered, we had to stay inside for a full eight hours. A guard would sit within 20 feet of our table to monitor our conversations, and there wouldn't be much for the kids to do. At the other prisons, they knew there would be TV, card games, and lots of other kids to hang out with. Visiting areas were typically large and could have up to 40 inmates receiving visitors at a time. We've been told there'd be one other inmate getting a visit that weekend. The mood in the car was light. My mother was in the passenger seat and the kids were playing cards in the back. It was a warm summer day and for most of the ride I was enjoying the scenery out of the driver's side window. One of the things I missed living in southern Arizona was the greenery and the foliage. When I was a kid growing up in New York, I used to love to play hide-and-seek among the trees in our backyard in Staten Island. It had been almost 10 years since I left the East Coast, and I still missed it. We'd been driving for nearly an hour when the pinyon pines began to thin, and so did the road, which changed from four lanes to two lanes and from asphalt to dirt. The rocky mixture beneath my tires aggravated my already nervous stomach. I could sense that my daughter's temperament was changing. Suddenly, she grew quiet and seemed to tense up as the car got closer to the first of the fences surrounding the facility. Mom, is this a bad place for really bad people, she asked, looking nervously out at the cement watchtower manned by heavily armed guards. Worse than the place where my dad and Uncle Gerard are, because there's a man with a gun up there. Why is Papa Bull in a bigger prison than my father, Nicholas questioned. Why is it a bigger deal to visit him? Your grandfather is considered a higher-profile and more dangerous criminal because he was a gangster and famous, I told them. The kids fell silent, and my mother didn't say a word. The uniformed guard in the booth directed me to the parking area and told me to wait in the car until somebody came to get us. That's when I started to get real excited. I hadn't seen my father in a long time. I held such good memories of him from my childhood. He'd been such an important person in shaping me and who I am. We had our differences over the years, but at 37, I'd finally arrived at a place where I could move past the anger and accept and love him for who he was. I wanted the kids to know him, and I wanted my dad to see how they've grown up. We waited only a few minutes before one of the prison guards came out to the car to take us inside. We filled out some paperwork and had to go through a metal detector and be searched for contraband. Your father's really excited about the visit, one of the guards told me. Your father's a good guy. He's crazy, I said, smiling. Oh, he's definitely crazy, but he's a good guy. I glanced towards the kids and noticed that they seemed to lighten up a bit after hearing what the guard had said about their grandfather. Squinting against the bright sunlight outside, 
I hurried them out of the visitor's center and through a second gate that led deeper into the prison facility. All the buildings were low-slung and looked like army barracks. There were no windows on any of the structures. The building we entered was smaller than the rest. It had drab cement block walls and looked like the inside of a cell. I could see my father standing at the end of the hallway with a guard at his side. He was dressed in the standard prison garb, brown pants, a black belt, black shoes, and a tan long-sleeved button-down shirt. He almost looked like he was in the army, but in a tan uniform instead of a green one. Even at a distance, he looked frighteningly sick. Because of his Graves' disease, he lost all of his body hair. Even his eyelashes had fallen off. He was completely bald. His skin was gray, and because of the lengthy confinement, he wound up with vitamin deficiencies from lack of sunlight. My dad was 62 years old, but now he looked 80.